Welcome to Living in the Past for another week. Uh, this week, uh, well, most weeks we talk about the 90s, and we're talking about a very specific part of the 90s uh, today. We're talking about the Simpsons episodes that took place in 1993. Uh, joining me on this journey, which is going to be a joyous journey, is uh, my co-host, Ben. Hello. This is a, a very exciting journey. I think the first episode we've done where we've like spanned an entire year in one episode. Yeah, so yeah, that's actually true. Yeah, I reckon I after yeah. doing this too, I think this is going to be at least for the next uh um few seasons I reckon we should do a Simpsons ranking and talking episode. Um that way we can free up some time to talk about other TV um in our main episodes and also um we're in the golden age, platinum age, diamond age of um Simpsons here, so um, at least for the next few seasons, I think we'll be doing uh, one of these um, per season. So, uh, and apologies, we did jump on the golden age. Personally, I think a touch late. So we're jumping in halfway through season four, and well, to we'll, me, it starts probably halfway through season three. Yeah, well, we'll get to like the reason that I find these ones particularly um, special to me because I think, um, like, when, when we get to them, especially especially season five. Um, but I, I think. Uh, these ones in particular, I was watching as they like as they aired. Like I was watching Simpsons like pr- pretty much from when it, when it first aired on TV. But like it was probably more of a my older brothers and sisters thing first, and then they sort of um, got me on the bandwagon sort of thing. But when and then when these ones were airing, this is when I was like really keyed into it and like watching it, um, taping <laughs> taping it, and then watching it religiously over and over and over again. So. So this, yeah, this is your golden years. You're what, eleven oh, now? Yeah, I'm eleven. Go- yep. Yeah, don't have to worry. <laughs> don't have to worry about you know uh, girls getting in the way or anything like that. You know, all I got, all I got is me and my TV, um, <laughs> and that goes on for the next fourteen years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good life. Oh man, <laughs> uh, I can't believe it's only fourteen years. That's not bad. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to you. I'm still going. <laughs> uh, but let's get right into it. Um, so what we're going to do, I'll sort of lay it down. We're going to go through um, uh, and talk about each episode that aired in 1993. So we're coming in uh, halfway through uh, season four um, and then also the start of season five. Um, what we'll do is sort of have a bit of a chat about each episode um, and then we're going to rank, we're going to top five Um I did try to cheat and say, let's do a top 10. And it's like, no, no, it's always top five on here because that makes it all the more harder to um, to be ruthless about what, in our opinions, are the best five episodes of this year. So, yeah. And it's easy to be ruthless, I think, uh, with this season as we'll, as we'll come to find out. Yeah, yeah. I, I was surprised about... I, wouldn't, I From the outset, like, I, I don't say there's anything too reprehensible we're not talking about Seinfeld here uh, but um <laughs> but uh like it's oh by the way um recently I've been and it's, I know it's been around for a while but there's a bunch of um you know those modern Seinfeld people just like do a um an episode 
like what would happen in an episode if Seinfeld was happening now. So there's been a lot about yeah. um, if, if Seinfeld happened in COVID, and it's like it's it's there's some pretty good ones out there if you can if you can find them. Um, like Jerry finding someone in like the COVID testing line and all that sort of like dating them and stuff, and yeah, just um all, all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's, it's just rings and so still true. somewhat being inappropriate, probably. Like, yeah, still being yeah, a little um, bit kind of this no. I think there's a couple of ones where Kramer's Kramer's involved in the um not not because he wants to be but like just happens to be at the January six insurrection in eighteen one TV, which I can totally that buy. Is, yeah, that's classic Kramer. That would one hundred percent happen. Yeah. Um. So let's start off. Um. The the first one. Um. For it on Jan- January fourteenth, nineteen ninety three. So we kept it off starting off the year. Marge versus the monorail. Um. Which in my Banger. opinion, oh man, it's a banger episode. Uh, written by Conan O'Brien, uh, and it was um, he had this idea for a while apparently, and they sort of said, oh, it's a little bit too sort of bit weird." Um, like a lot of his ideas were sort of uh, quite out of left field. So he, uh, I think he pitched a couple of other episodes. I think one was being the, um, I think it happens in actually season six, the one where Bart gets a girlfriend. That's Reverend Lovejoy's daughter. I think yes, that's like he he had the idea for that. Um, but yeah, this came to it. Um, apparently, uh, like everyone working on it loved her except for Yardley Smith. Um, apparently, she's she's not she's not a fan for whatever reason. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think this is probably the most qu- quotable um, episode. Um, it's got uh, I call the big one Bitey. Um, it's got Lemon <laughs> Leonard Nimoy for whatever reason. Uh, what do you think? That was never really explained. The Leonard Nimoy thing was it? That was just. He was around, and Apparently, George Takai didn't want to be a part of the show. Yeah, well, and William Shatner was asked as well, and uh, he said no. Um, but uh, I think I think they got them all back for Futurama, like in a few years' time. Um, yeah, that episode's fucking amazing. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, it's just uh, looking at this again, and we've talked about it a lot this season. Um, when you start to watch things properly as uh, not as like background or sort of just looking at your phone sort of thing like actually sort of watching the w- watching it sort of frame to frame um i didn't ever notice that on the monorail in the, there's some of the the pictures in the background there's a there's a picture of the hindenburg crashing and also a picture of a building on fire in in the monorail <laughs> yeah <laughs> Just nice little touches. Yeah, just like why? Yeah, like just a, and a sort of like um maybe like a, a foreboding of what's going to happen. And yeah, I was just it's just that sort of stuff you just sort of um concentrate on and just like oh man, yeah, it was it was really fun to watch. It's I I think we get a bit Conan biased at times, and anything that his name is on, we we think is gold, and we think any little magic touch is all Conan O'Brien, and it's probably not, but. You do get a sense sometimes when it is him that there's just those little touches here and there that just make it extra special. There's he's yeah, got a knack. He does he's very like, smart. I was um I was I think I said this before, but like um I was always amazed at like um some of my favorite lines and uh, favorite episodes uh, had his involvement in them because uh it was um like because I've I've listened to some of the uh, um audio commentaries in the past. I actually watched, I actually listened to a few of them this week. Um, and yeah, he was, um, quite involved 
Um, and always, I, I love the story of um, people used to walk past his office and he would be acting out um, s- like scenes on his desk with like um, action figures and there'd be no one else in the room. It's just him sort of <laughs> making noises and doing voices and stuff like that. And yeah, apparently he was quite, you know, he's just always been that eccentric um, guy. Maniac. Yes. <laughs> um, there's also uh, like a lot of, in this in this season in particular, um, I think there, there seems to be like a lot of uh, old-timey movie references and also um, turn-of-the-century sort of stuff. I think, I, I believe Conan was uh, responsible for a hoi hoi um, <laughs> for uh, Mr. Burns. Um, yeah, he, he loved his vaudeville stuff. Any old-timey, it's... He's crazy into that. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, and you'll see you'll see it more and more um, in some of the flashbacks and stuff um, in in later episodes. But yeah, definitely Marjus is the Monorail. Um, uh, yeah. One thing. So coming into this, my as as the theme has been for me throughout these episodes is poking holes in things, finding their flaws. <laughs> and The Simpsons has so many. So I'm not gonna like. There's quite a few in each season. Four is quite bad. I'll say straight away um (laughs) they make bad wife beating references in this episode and he's got the no fat chick shirt yeah yeah they um and that comes up um again i think um yeah later in the series uh yeah i think there was um the and that that might sort of speak to the age of the writers in the room is that um a lot of them there was a bit of a, a shift between season four and season five and they got different showrunners and stuff like that too. And I wonder whether like um, maybe they got rid of, maybe they got the sort of newer, maybe recently graduated college um, people in and they were a bit more like woke for that time. It's and a bit about, yeah. This stuff is about them trying to be edgy and push boundaries, which I think they stepped away from eventually. We got John Schwartzwald in there, who does like a, he's done like most of like your favorite episodes. That I, I I would suggest has been um, written by John Schwartzwald, um, but he's also like a very a noted like um, uh, right wing sort of Republican. Um, yeah, oh. like he's he's like he's like a lot of the writers have those things, and like I mean, it's good that they can sort of put most of it sort of on the back burner for like and don't sort of inject it into the into the show. But I suppose. Um, if you've got like people who think like, oh, make, make, making sexist, misogynistic jokes is kind of it, like, you're going to get that in the mix. And I think at that time we still hadn't sort of progressed past that. I mean, it takes a while. I mean, we just talked the other night about family guy <laughs> and, and yeah. um, how, how that's still, you know, conceivably like, yeah, it's, it's some of the stuff like that, that happens and that is just, um, amazing. Like I'm amazed that that gets through, but like, um, yeah, I suppose um, it'll be interesting. I I didn't pick up as much on it. I think maybe it's because uh, I don't know, but maybe there is that age gap where like I might not be as um, I might not pick it up as much. Uh, and because this this is all sort of burnt into my memory, I'm like, oh, that's fine. It's it's just Simpsons. They're not offensive. I'm like, hmm, maybe they are. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I I went looking for it, and I'm okay. sure I didn't pick up on all of them. But but jumping on to the next episode. Selma's choice. choice. Yep. We found this one swimming naked in the fermentarium. I am the lizard queen. Give her this, and this, and then these. Oh, thank you, doctor. No, I'm not a doctor. I, I didn't find a lot. 
that I love this episode. The only issue I had was like they make a lot of light of death. Like it's like it's. I mean, you can take take that any way you like. I was, but as a kid watching it, like it's all funny, fun and games. <laughs> and then as an adult watching it back, like man, they make people dying just seem like a joke, and it's all cool. Legend, Legend of the Dog Face Woman. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty good. <laughs> um, I love the also like I mean um, they're just smoking like trains in a car full of kids as well. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, I love this one. Um, uh, I I I really like B character um, storylines and shows, and that doesn't go just for Simpsons. Like I I love when you've got enough um, character development in your B. Like I'm gonna call them B characters, but like I mean they're, they're not they're not any worse but like to be able to get like that's why i really love that 22 short films about Simpsons springfield like that was amazing to go around the town and like have these different stories going on and like you've got this the characters are so good and so memorable that they can actually carry parts of that episode um i think selma and patty are like the some of the the episodes around them are, are great like the one coming up with um i think in a couple of seasons time where uh she marries troy mcclure is like one of my favorites of all time um yeah but uh yeah i i I do like um when they when they when they sort of drift off from the main family so this one in particular we get jub jub we get um uh one of my favorite things that me and my brother used to do is um when he's when he's eating the potato chips that have been left to marge in the will and he just goes, uh oh, and then just keeps eating. Um, <laughs> it's just amazing. Um, we get this. We get another um, uh, performance for from Hooray for Everything that uh, that group of singers. <laughs> it's amazing because <laughs> they're doing um, right. they, that, that um, they, the the singers like the um, they they did the halftime show in one of the other episodes, and this one they're at Duff Gardens. They they sing Walk on the Wild Side. And they go, and they actually changed the lyrics because like in the original lyrics, it's like, and all the colored girls and they, and then I think this one, they go, and all the races say, <laughs> and they make it like real PC. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, and we'll see, I don't know if this is the, the first um, appearance, but Hans Moleman in this episode too. Um, I feel like we've seen, Oh, maybe I haven't seen him before, and I've just yeah, we've seen him a bit since. Definitely yeah. seen him since this episode a couple of times. Yeah, it might uh, be the first. Also, I mean, we got we get a bit of um, Lionel Hutz in this one too. Uh, Phil Hartman, I'll, I'll say it every time that he comes up, is a national treasure, and I like the fact that he's gone is just makes us all poorer because man, his voice. I think in this in this actual episode, I'm pretty sure he voices four characters. You can sort of hear his tone in a few in a few different characters, and he's just so affecting and so um, good at what he does. Um, yeah, it's he's definitely. It, it's fair to say the Simpsons died when he did. Really, that was yeah. The end. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that they didn't um, try and keep his characters alive with like someone else like doing a, a pale imitation. Um, <laughs> um, getting back onto the episode, um, I always forget the sandwich. Um, not, not oh, like, yeah. I, I love that, <laughs> that, I love that sequence, but like, I always forget it's in this episode and just the, the thing that she, when she finds it from behind the radiator and it's just so gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, I, I've, I've underlined this bit in my notes, um, <laughs> just when, 
Selma's imagining what life would be like with Hans Moleman, and there's a bunch of blind kids, <laughs> and one flies out the window. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah, I laughed. I you forget like so. I'm guessing people that listen to this probably have watched The Simpsons, and people that haven't watched or don't care about it aren't listening. Yeah. But there's people that quote The Simpsons a lot don't get the kudos that they should. A lot of us think that you know we're really smart and witty when you quote it. It's actually quite hard because there's a lot going on in these episodes. So to oh, pick yeah. out a moment and remember its relevance and the line, there's <laughs> essentially four different storylines in this one episode. Yeah. There's so many different quotable bits and they don't often relate to anything other than what's in that moment. Yeah, no, I think um, listening to one of the audio commentaries, like they, they, they actually said like um, the writing in some of these episodes is great because like, yeah, there's, there's sometimes they're trying to get a bunch of story in and um, like uh, we'll get to it in a sec. Um, oh, we can actually get to it now. So going on to the next um, episode, we got Brother from the Same Planet. Talk to strangers. For your information, I'm his father. His father? The drunken gambler? That's right. And who might you be? <coughs> Which isn't a great episode, um, in my opinion. But um, I forgot about the Corey. Uh, I, I forgot about the Corey storyline for Lisa. Um, yeah. And I, I thought that, you know, because like a lot of that stuff sort of interchangeable. I know, I know it's in season four somewhere. I just don't know which the episode, what the episode is. Because like, when I think about this episode, it's like, it's all about um, Peppy or Pepsi. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, um, yeah, I forgot about the, the whole sort of Lisa storyline. And um, that's just another example of like, you know, they're not just content of, of just having Bart get this bigger brother and that be the, the the main thing. Like they they're also like, let's find out what what um, Marge and Lisa are, are doing as well. So yeah, um, really really decent writing in, in that respect. And it's got like actual Red and Stimpy clip in it, which <laughs> yes. is super weird. Um, there's like there's references to SNL. There's that amazing line where like that moment where Bart comes home and he's like, "You've been hanging out with the big brother, haven't you?" <laughs> haven't you? <laughs> Which um, I think is from like some 40s or 50s film that they've I'm ripped sure. off. I'm sure it's very But like, this yeah. whole episode for me is, I forget all of that other gloriousness just for when Homer's going through the book of potential sons or brothers. Oh, and there's that. Suey, Suey. It's um, so mean, but it's so good. Yeah. Um, I love it. Homer's, Homer's especially mean in this. In this in like, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, like, some of these, um, he is more, he's a more fleshed out character. It, it, I don't, and I don't know whether, like, uh, I'm not going to say that it's, it's, it's the only instance I can think of because, like, maybe there's more, but he's a, he, it's so interesting that he, he, he's so fleshed out in season, in these seasons. And I think he's actually got more one dimensional as he's gone along. Which is usually the other way around. You usually start off like, you know, pretty plain and simple. And then you like get these different sort of like character um, things um, attached to you. But like, I think they've actually dumbed him down more and more as it's gone on. And I think that's why he's not as funny these days because I think he doesn't have like these layers that he had in the, in the early series. And his stupidity is a bit, it seems more obvious now. It's not like uh, subtle, you know, I'm a bit slow yeah. sort of humor it's just i'm outright an idiot 
Yeah, and because there's a bit in um the I love uh, um someone's choice, sorry, where um he's he can't do the um the maze on the kids menu in the um oh yeah, <laughs> and then like you you, you sort of pull back and the, he's he's um he's scrunched up about twenty of them. And the waitress says, "Oh, do you want another one?" And he and he then he, he like he sort of like goes all sort of prim properties like, "Please." And I'm like, he wouldn't do that now. <laughs> like he wouldn't he wouldn't like he'd probably go like the next side, the next thing up and just and just be uh, like and just go dumber. But it's I more think, kind of slapstick now or something. It's a bit yeah yeah yeah. I, um, I like I like how he's got like a few layers in these these early ones. Um, apparently, Tom Cruise was supposed to be um, his big brother, but um, he refused to. So like. Basically, still used, um, like I mean, uh, Phil Hartman does the voice, but it's it is essentially Tom Cruise as a character. <laughs> um, the fight in the uh, aquarium is is quite something. Uh, um, it's, but also like when you, when you think about it, it's, it's kind of kind of odd that you have like these two guys fighting in front of a child and essentially fighting for the child's. Um. Yeah. Love and, and then... the fact that Homer's quite good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Right, it's, it's when can you beat up Tom Cruise? Yeah. No, no, you can't. Um, and he doesn't essentially. He essentially doesn't win. Um, but Bart sort of realizes that he 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 sort of wants to stay with him, and then um, then they sort of just going over back over the fight, and it's just like I don't know. I, was, uh, I suppose if you sort of look into it too much, it's like you know it, it loses its, its luster a bit, but. Um, yeah, sort of watching it um, now. I don't know whether that would that third act would be the same. I think that'd probably change it up a bit. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. Like, I I still think Homer being crap at something and then Bart feeling bad for him is well, apparently still going to work the same. Apparently, this was roundly hated by everyone who worked on it. Um, even that one of the, harsh. James L. Brooks even said um, to the writer or the director, like, "Don't bring this shit up anymore. Like, don't don't bring us this sort of stuff anymore." Don't know. Like, I tried. I was trying to find wow. more to it um, of of why that was. I don't know whether it was like um, a bit too emotional or like because the thing is, like, it's 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 a bit high stakes to like basically have Bart go find another father essentially. And then everything go back to normal um, for the next week. Um, something that they do not give a shit about in about six seasons' time. Uh, I mean, that um, happens all um, the time. Ta- um, and Tanzarian. Um, uh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think at that stage, I think they they maybe they were like, we can't rock the boat too much, and like this this is like a bit too heavy to have like um, all sort of stitched up within 22 minutes so i don't know um but it's, it's not it's not horrible um but I, I think it's one of the weaker ones of of this season yeah it's funny that uh some people seem to hate it and they still went ahead with it like you wrote it you drew it you put it all together and then still released it like through yeah. all of that at one at what point were they like actually this is shit <laughs> yes i think it's um yeah it's, i don't know whether it's just like some of the producers probably don't sort of weigh in until they actually like see storyboarded and stuff like that. and then i think it's by, by then it's like too far too too far gone to get to get back again so um but let's let's move on to i love lisa which is um fantastic uh what's your name son ralph and is this your girlfriend ralph Yes, I love Lisa Simpson, and when I grow up, I'm going to marry her. No! Now 
me. I don't like you. I never liked you. And the only reason I gave you that stupid Valentine is because nobody else would. Watch this, Lise. You can actually pinpoint the second when his heart rips in half. And now. Got some very, very memorable lines in this one. And um, start... this one is just like... It's like bang, bang, bang. Like it's just joke after joke after joke after. It starts off with Monster Mash and um, uh, the two um, radio guys having a fight. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just like that. And then they sort of they close the episode with a with a, with, a, with it again. Um, I love those two radio guys. They should have uh, come up a, a lot more. Um, I think the biggest thing they got was Stampy. That was like the biggest. Um, yeah, and yeah. when they tried to replace him with a robot. <laughs> Looks like Thunder's did it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a bunch of clowns. <laughs> How, How does it stay up with the times like that? <laughs> um, this one's got some very, very odd. Um, so, uh, did you watch this on Disney Plus? Yes. So, you like the thing is, because um, uh, we do have some listeners in America, we actually got like a, a, a cut version of a lot of these episodes when they first run in Australia. Um, the most notable one being in this one where, um, uh, Chief Wiggum busts Krusty in a porno theater and actually sits down and he's like, oh, I'm not, and he's, he's telling this story to his, um, son and Lisa while driving him to the, to, to a, to an event. And, um, yeah, it comes and he comes and he's like, oh, nothing like a good porno movie. And I think it was like, uh, kind of referencing the Pee Wee Herman thing at the time, like how he got busted Ooh. in a porno theater. And like yeah. even and Lisa's like, oh that 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 story is not appropriate for kids. And he's like, oh, I keep my pants on this one. And it's just like this is a very odd thing to put in like a kids. Like, and I know it's not a kids yeah. show, but like you know, but it's it's a PG show. Um, this is, and this is the stuff where I'm like, I hear it from the kitchen when my kids are. I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to uh, explain that one in a couple of minutes. <laughs> it's weird they dance on that line of what they'll get away with, like, what kids won't pick up on, what adults yeah. will enjoy. But it, I, yeah, I, never, I never saw that line until the DVD came out. So in Australia, on, on when it got syndicated in Australia and, and on Fox and stuff like that, that line, there's nothing like a good porno, was not never in it. Same with um, a couple other things that come up later um, with violence and some of the, um, like, sexual jokes. They were all cut out of Australian TV um, when, they were, when they first ran. There's quite a bit... You know, if we're being PC, they could have cut out of this episode. I'm only going to say it once in this episode, because um, this is the, his first appearance uh, in the episodes that we're covering for a poo. Oh, yeah. Who, well covered. We don't need to go into why that no, character is an yeah. issue. Um, but then at one point, there's a line, I'm not gay, but I'll learn. Oh, yeah. And then the comments about Bart saying, like telling Lucy, she doesn't want to know how far he'd go just to go to that crusty special. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like... Uh, you're 10 years old. <laughs> what, what are we trying to imply here? Um, yeah, like, you, like you'd, you'd rather like... Um, yeah, I don't know. It's that, that, that um, I'm not gay, but I'll learn. Um, I remember it was roundly repeated by my friends at high school and stuff too. <laughs> um, and yeah. it's all... And, and, then the, the, yeah. and even uh, the fact like women having to reject men like i know this is just a kids show and it's all fun but these are the things that 
kids to take on, like saying I'm not gay but I'll learn. Yeah. And yeah. repeating those things in school and it just becoming part of like your psyche and this is normal and this is fun and this is what society's teaching us. Yeah. Which I don't think the writers really thought or gave a shit about at the time. They were just writing what they thought was funny. Yeah, because I mean, like you didn't they were they were like probably what, thirty years old, so they're like born in the sixties and seventies. Um, not growing up with that uh in that sort of atmosphere of 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 um trying to understand rather than like hide away your true self sort of thing um yeah and i think a a lot of this stuff especially to do with relationships we're gonna find um like the reason people stayed closeted for so long was probably because of uh the pop culture at the time didn't really allow him a voice and sort of use it as a punchline, which is just like, you know, it's, it's damaging. Um, and yeah. like the people who would say, and, and I know people my age now who would be like, you're overthinking this. And I'm like, well, I think they were, they were underthinking it. <laughs> so I think, yeah, that, basically. Yeah. Like it, let's maybe let's, let's, let's flip the script on that. So um, having said all that, the Vietnam flashback in this episode is... <laughs> uh, not as good as... Oh no, this is probably one of the better ones. Um, I do like the one where they do a psycho reference in one of them. I think it's when Samantha Stanky comes and um, they basically got a, a, yes. a, the psycho house and Principal Skinner's talking to his mother. Um, yep. But yeah, this one's... Uh, um, I mean, I remember quoting this all the time. Um, Johnny, Johnny. <laughs> uh, I also do. Do you like stuff? Was one of I, I've used that so many times. Um, I think I've probably even uh, used it I, on a on a date. Um, I feel like kids say that endlessly, like in school after that episode. Everyone just yeah. Usually, with there's an, there's an un, uncomfortable silence. You like do you like the worst. stuff. Um, Again, exploring our um, these secondary characters. This is a Ralph episode. Um, uh, I, I don't know that they do. Anyone that's quoting Ralph, you don't want to be friends with. Yeah. <laughs> if you're quoting Ralph lines and you enjoy Ralph as a character, then get out. <laughs> you're not a big fan of Ralph. <laughs> uh, he's like he has his moments. Like I'm Idaho, but uh, <laughs> I, don't um, really I do have like, a lot of time for him. I do like the mediocre president song in this one too. Um. <laughs> Just um, the I, oh, yeah. I I do like the their um their musicals stuff um and I I'm I'm very embarrassed to say that a lot of musicals that I now know of and like my my roots were like they, they were probably in the Simpsons episode where they were referenced or like parodied and stuff so um but moving on to Duffless my name is Atu I love to get black too. My name is Hans. Drinking has ruined my life. I'm 31 years old. My name is Homer, and I'm just here because the court made me come. Homer, with our help, you'll never touch a beer again. Um, this one's... Uh, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of this one. What? Troublesome, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure whether like um, I mean, maybe, basically, if you've never seen it, is is um, Homer's basically trying to give up. Um, he 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 drives drunk, uh, 
well, not drunk, but he drives he drives under the influence, and then he gets um he has to give up alcohol for was it for thirty days or more? Yeah, she asks him to not drink for a month, and he says no, dear, for a month. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's just like I suppose it's like the the, the alcohol culture in the show is probably like um like it's it's de- definitely ingrained sort of thing. Um, I find the 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 choking of Bart, incidentally, quite a lot more. <laughs> I'm upsetting now being a father and I know that shouldn't be like the 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 reason for me now finding upsetting but like just the um that being a a punchline being literally choking your child is uh, yeah and I, I I'm also I'm I'm wanting to know when they stopped it and I'm pretty sure it's somewhere around now I don't think you'll see it much in season six seven eight I don't I'm just trying to find when they actually phase it out. You know, for all the holes and nitpicking I'm trying to do, that had never crossed my mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. Oops. It's, yeah. <laughs> That's because you don't check your pets. But, um, <laughs> um, I do like the, um, I do like the subtle manipulation of Bart in this episode, but it's also, it, it errs on, I don't like, um, Lisa sometimes can be very, very mean. And I know that like Bart's mean as a as a character trait, um, but in this one in particular, um, she she she's basically makes him her her test subject, and then yeah, I suppose I don't know whether they f- they learn a lesson. <laughs> I think it's just like they kind I don't of think out, so. They kind of out mean each other, but I do um, I do like the fact that she wants to. <laughs> I always like the bit where like they're cutting up a huge tomato in some shack in some country and they've yeah. got a picture of her and that's what she wants to be remembered by. <laughs> um, yeah, this one... I, I really enjoy their little back and forth of her showing how dumb Bart is and like catching him and like the image, his head on a little hamster body. Yeah. I always thoroughly enjoyed that. I don't know why. Apparently the um the director didn't want to show like there's a lot of um very much uh, animal activists um on staff at the Simpsons and the the director didn't actually want to show the, the hamster getting shocked but apparently as because it's like a plot device he um like he allowed it to sort of happen once but yeah they didn't want to show the actual hamster um, Bart was fine it was fine to get Bart shocked um and I'm yeah. pretty I'm pretty sure in that that um. That bit where he goes into the kitchen and he can't touch the cupcakes because he's got like PTSD. It's apparently yeah. apparently a nod to the Clockwork Orange, which they reference in this show a shocking amount. <laughs> they, yeah. There's a lot of Clockwork Orange nods, um, which is uh, kind of disturbing when you think about it, but also kind of hilariously funny. Yeah, like it works really well. And if I still haven't seen that film to this day. And I enjoy all those moments and those references, and they're still funny to me, regardless of knowing what the full I, reference is. I owned it on VHS and then sold it to a dude for he want, he he said he rec- he was convinced that we were the only country that it was um available in, and he wanted to send it to his friend. And I had a I had a copy of it, and he ended up giving me sixty dollars for it. And I I even still feel a twinge of guilt to this day because oh. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. I pretty, like I mean he was all, he was all for it. I was like um, I was like oh no I want to keep it because I, I at the time I did want to keep it because 
it was one of those movies that you just wanted to keep just to sort of like I I don't actually like the movie I reckon it's kind of shit but it's one of those ones you want to keep on <laughs> it's one of those ones you want to keep hold of because like you want to be edgy and cool because you're like 21 and then got no fucking clue um, but he's like, oh, I'll give you 30 bucks. For, uh, so I'll give you 60 bucks. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'm also not going to say no to $60 for a VHS DVD video. So. Yeah. Yeah. But um, also, how long can I hold out and how high will this go? Yeah. Yeah. Um, same, because this is uh, at the video store. Um, some dude, you know, those unplugged, un- un- unauthorized uh, CDs I was talking about the other week on the. Yeah. The, some guy wanted to buy my Pearl Jam ones of Atlanta for like $70. And I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so apparently I do have a price. <laughs> and I'm pretty yeah. sure, and I'm pretty sure it, it, they, they were still pretty freely available. So like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I, I don't think I'm the bad guy, but maybe I like, I could have, yeah. <laughs> um, if, if that man is listening, I hope he's out there somewhere. Paul gave me live on two legs vinyl for free. Suck it. <laughs> Um, um, in less but, fun news, yeah. Just to bring it back down, in Duffless, yes. Principal Skinner says to Edna, "For a school with no Asian kids, we do quite a good science fair." <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> yep. Because in, in the recent years, there's been a bit of a um a focus on how Asians are represented in. American culture and in the news and lots of stuff. And I think they, they're, they're kind of one of the last ones to get their kudos and to get their, like, um, you know, they're, they're still a punchline in a lot of shows. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm talking about shows that are probably coming out in like the last few years. And I remember, oh man, like it's, it's it, like three Simpsons family guy did it a lot. And it was like I don't think I'd ever really even noticed it. I had the I had the subtitles on, and I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm picking up more and more. Um, yeah, because it's such a throwaway comment. Yeah, it's just it's a nothing little line, and at the time and in that era in society, like, oh yeah, that's funny because stereotypically Asian kids are really smart and good at science. Yeah, but it's an unnecessary damaging line at at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I and that's what I'm here for, folks. <laughs> <laughs> to ruin your day. Um, let's go on to last exit to Springfield because um, that has been actually voted on many polls as the best Simpsons uh, episode ever. We'll march day and night by the big cooling tower. They have the plant, but we have the power. Classical gas. Um, I'm not sure I agree. I like it. Do you agree? I look. I love. I love um, Lisa's song. Um, I also love the fact they animated it. Um, so she was actually playing real chords on the guitar, like they actually animated it correctly. Um, I love dental plan, Lisa needs braces. And when Lenny asked for classical gas, oh man, and yes. um, and I, I it's a Burns centric episode, and Mr. Burns is my favorite character on The Simpsons, like bar none. Um, he is amazing. Uh, it's just. And in this episode in particular, he is just at his best. Um, 
there's a bit where he even sort of turns into the Grinch. <laughs> yeah, um, which I, that's I'd so like... well done with the animation as well, just like the very subtle Apparent... style of it and how he uh, moves. So apparently, there's a there's a uh, a lady on staff. I can't remember her name. Who um requ- she she loved the Grinch and she requested to animate that section, and then just so happened that the guy who did the original animated Grinch was doing a walkthrough on The Simpsons and 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 watched it and said that she did she got it spot on. So yeah, oh that's nice. Um, but yeah, it's 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 such a fantastic episode and like. And Homer's like quite proactive. This is like what I'm talking about more layers. Like when he goes into that meeting and he's like, and like he, he doesn't just fall into it. Like he does have like the sort of, like, it, it, I mean, it is because he doesn't want to pay for Lisa's braces, but like, um, <laughs> but the thing is that he is, he gets quite proactive about it. I love the Godfather 2 reference where he's walking through, like <laughs> he's dreaming about walking through and getting donuts. Um, from from um, Italian immigrants, and <laughs> it's got like the full mafia get up. Um, the dentist is amazing in this episode. Um, oops, I let the gas on. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Batman '89 reference in there too. Uh, the Big Book of British Smiles. This is just. It's hard. I, I yeah. can see why it would be on top of a lot of people's lists because it's just got so much going for yeah. it. Yeah. And that that Batman mirror reference is is that the first or the second time? Have we talked about that before already? I think we might have talked about this. Oh yeah, Krusty. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So they do the same gag twice. <laughs> um, and we got one of my favorite sequences ever was when he goes through like a, a Get Smart esque um, corridors where he has to do all these security protocols, and then when he gets to the actual place he wants to go to, it's just like a rickety screen door and like and there's a dog and, he's, <laughs> and he basically just and he's um he wants to destroy the town um yeah it's it's um the start of and just episode... choose the dog away like where does the dog go how did it get there <laughs> where is it going um whose dog is it <laughs> it could be yours um uh the start of this episode too was was the, the McBain um sequence at the start way bloodier than was ever on our like i think it basically cut to basically him breaking out the ice and then goes straight to like um the boss giving him the salmon puff like we never saw um because there's a bit where a guy a guy's sitting at the table with a piece of cake he gets shot and then another guy comes in and steals the guy's piece of cake and then gets shot eating the cake it's amazing (laughs) Oh my god! <clears throat> and is, that's that's the Beverly Hills take, right? That's supposed to be, is it? Like, that's why be- I always thought growing up, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Oh, I think it's just like, like a the same as like when his captain gets shot. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Um, and apparently, um, there's an actual movie called McBain that came out, and they they actually got licensed on the name. So that's I don't think you see too many more too too many more McBain references until like later on. I think they got the rights back. But yeah. Um yeah. It was um but yeah I can I can definitely see why it'll be on top of a lot of people's list. But um yeah we'll see what see where it comes on mine. Next we've got um the first ever Simpsons clip show. Um basically put in there because the writers were getting burnt out and um they were sort of being expected to do like twenty two, twenty four episodes a year. <laughs> Uh, 
That sounded like an explosion at the old Simpson place. Forget it. That's two blocks away. Looks like there's beer coming out of the chimney. I am proceeding on foot. Call in a code eight. We need pretzels. Repeat, pretzels. Oh, a season. So the the um, Fox said, like, all right, we can do one clip show where you don't have to do too much. And um, I mean, there's still like a, a lot of wraparound parts to this. Like, it's all based on April Fool's Day, and and Homer opens a can of shaken up beer and and goes into hospital. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What, what's what are you on clip shows? Do you do you like it or not? Uh it's a little bit frustrating. It's it's annoying because there's still part of an episode in it. It's not an all-out clip show. Like there's still a story entwined, so it's yeah. It feels very kind of jumbled up. Also, everyone knows that April Fools' ends at midday. <laughs> Does it? it you, yeah, like you can play bring some people up until twelve o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, this is very, very well known. Please, oh, if you know this, call in. If you didn't know this, don't call in. <laughs> I never knew that. Flip that. Um, Everyone knew that, Paul. Jeez. So, like, there's there's a huge plot hole already that you can't play pranks on anyone beyond midday. (laughs) So, unless Homer is having a beer at 11:59, he would be quite plausible. (laughs) Because he does he does turn the heat up. Yeah. Oh no. Look, I mean, um, and I think this is like, I mean, it, uh, maybe Fox sort of said it was okay because, I mean, what better to basically um, reel people in? I mean, this is before DVDs, VHS. It's probably even before um, they were doing a lot of repeats. Like this is back when, like, they were just like, you, what you see is what you get. You might get a couple of different ones in like the summer, like in, in the off season. But you weren't getting you you didn't have instant access to Simpsons all the time. So like back in the day, I mean, like I the 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 dough um, sequence where it's just like dough 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 dough. I mean, that was that yeah. used to that used to crack me up. I loved it. Um, and also they uh, made Homer's fall down the canyon a lot bloodier. Um, yeah, yeah, they did. <laughs> oh my god! Um, and that was um, that was also a treat too. So I don't know. Like I don't like. Look, it's not. I can tell you right now, it's not going to be in my top five. I I Definitely do. Not. I do like. I do respect it more than what I thought it would because um, it's more more for like back in the day. Like I mean, nowadays yeah, whatever. But like back in the day when we didn't have ready ready access to old Simpsons. Like if you had a if you had a highlights package, awesome. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, that's fair enough. But yeah, at the time, yes. These days, no. Um, so going on to the front. Um, Move on. This, this is you didn't like the front. <laughs> oh um, no, sorry. I, I was talking about uh, the clip show. Okay. Um, the front is obviously uh, is obviously but like the, when um, Bart and Lisa want to make their own. Um, is it Iggy and Ziggy? Phone call, Simpson. Is this the Abraham Simpson who wrote the Itchy and Scratchy episode? Itchy and what? Oh, you must be some kind of crazy person. I'm sorry, but we have a substantial check here for a Mr. Abraham Simpson. That's right. I did the Iggy. <laughs> is that, what, is that yeah. what Grandpa calls him? <laughs> um, uh, and, uh, I did the Iggy. <laughs> I did the Iggy. Um, again, like, I, 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 don't, I don't hate this one. But I don't love it. Oh. Um, I'm quite a fan. Like, any sort of Abe episode, I'm usually pretty keen on. Because he's pretty dumb and fun. And Um, there's a lot of little things in this. I I think I'd mentioned this previously. 
I'd started to notice them reusing scenes. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. wasn't sure if it was deliberate or laziness. And then they reference it. Don't, like, don't, don't they reference it in this in this series where they basically do the same background in the back and they're, they're talking about how animators are lazy? Yeah, they say um, cartoons aren't 100% realistic and then Homer walks past while yeah. he's sitting there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, that is coming up. It's amazing. Um, the and like this is a Barton Lisa story, which I, I like the Barton Lisa ones. Like they're they're really good. They usually like a little bit of um, uh, like a, a decent sort of story to them. Um, and then um, Homer's uh, the B story where he's um trying to get his high school diploma. Um, so he has to go back to to night school. Uh, it's it's just like I think I like it when they the, um. Like one of my favorite ones is when Bart and Lisa help uh, the the old guy who actually created Itchy and Scratchy. Like I liked, um, I like that one a lot. Um, this one's really good. Where uh, I, I also like the the <laughs> I like the owner of Krusty Studios. Um, I can't remember his name. Myers. Yeah, Oscar Myers. The guy that runs Itchy and Scratchy. Yeah, yeah, I really like that guy. George George Meyer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, um, I, I do like it when he throws the thing at the uh, the writer's head. I think he does it twice. I think that's one of the scenes they reused. Sing fair Harvard, fair Harvard. <laughs> you sir. <laughs> oh, they haven't got a money in. Um, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it's. Uh, uh, this this one's yeah, like those those little scenes like are great. Like um um yeah, I, I think when I was watching it recently, I was just like, eh, I don't know. Some of them just didn't hit as as well. Um, but you know, uh, we we'll, we'll keep pushing on. And no, we... I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan. Like I said, anything Abe, <laughs> it's good for me. Yeah. Um, whacking day. Uh, I, I don't know whether you like this. I actually really like this episode a lot. Um. Everyone likes Whacking Day, but I hate it. Is there something wrong with me? Yes, honey. Then what should I do? Just squeeze your rage into a bitter little ball and release it at an appropriate time. Like that day I hit the referee with a whiskey bottle. Remember that? Yeah. When Daddy hit the referee? Yeah. Yeah. Not just for the for the Lisa playing bass bit, which is obviously like a, a, a huge plus for me. This is the one where... Uh, um, Marge is homeschooling Bart. Um, I do, <laughs> I do like the fact that Homer forgets twice and just burns into the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and really, really crushes his son twice. Um, and one of my favorite all-time uh, little sequences is where the um, music teacher's just sitting on the bench and he goes, oh, a, blo- uh, ooh, a bug! And then just a cascade of snakes just goes over the top of him. <laughs> um, There's yeah. also a JFK reference here. Is that a... Does that oh, get you motor running? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you like they do a lot of them, um, especially... Because this would be, be post-JFK Oliver Stone. At the end of the episode, um, just um, Willie and Principal Skinner like racing to the school. He's like, <laughs> giving them mountain boats and nobody sues. And then like he's like, and what if they're dead? <laughs> then we ride these mountain bikes to Mexico and freedom, Willie. Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I do love a good... Um, uh, and I like a lot of... A lot of 
um, sitcoms and animated shows are so lazy. Um, I'm like, look, I, I, I'm not a big, I'm not a huge Big Bang Theory person. Like, I don't, I don't love it. I do love a good sitcom. But one thing that I find when I've watched the episodes I've seen in that and a few other ones of that kind is they have a bunch of stories going on, but like hardly any of them get resolved. Like any, hardly any of the stories gets revo- resolved. And I'm like, it's just lazy. Like all you're doing is basically just doing a bunch. Of, it's like a sketch show more than, more than actual, like a coherent like TV like show with a story, with storylines on it. So I love how Simpsons don't sort of do. And I, I mean, I think maybe like later on they start to get a bit lazier with it, but like to to make sure that you remember at the end of the episode that there's four kids locked in the in a in a, in a room at the school and you've got to give them mountain bikes yeah it's just it's just even cool. even when they do like they don't necessarily forget that stuff but they'll still somehow acknowledge that like even if it's not them riding motorbike or sorry bring the mountain bikes i'm sure they would still just have like a cut scene of like them still sat in there they would yeah. acknowledge that this part of the story happened and this part of the story is still active. Yeah. And they don't. Just, yeah. There's so many random little storylines like branching off, but they generally get acknowledged at, at some point. It's not, here's a bit and then see you later forever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which, yeah. Is, I've, I've always loved. And is a bit lacking in, yeah, in a lot of other, a lot of other shows. Margin Chains is the, um, is the next now you kids be good while mother's in prison. Don't worry, Mom. I'll bust you out of there just as soon as I get a cocktail dress and a crowbar. Martina, until I met you, I was the loneliest warden in the penal system. Fresh. Mm. Oh, down I go. One where Marge... Uh, this is one where it's very, very on brand for our world at the moment, where the uh, um, Osaka flu. <laughs> um, that whole sequence is kind of dis- disturbing, um, yeah. in uh, in a lot of different ways. Uh, and then Marge is sort of the only one that's not come down with it, or maybe she has come down with it, but she's basically the only one that, like, you know, Homer's not going to help. She basically has to do everything, um, look after like um, not only her husband, both kids, and also her father-in-law. Um, so she forgets her father-in-law's booze that he's not even supposed to be having, and then uh, Apu, um, as he says, puts that bitch on ice. <laughs> I mean. Uh, I can't. <laughs> no, no comment. I don't either. That I, I, when when they walk in and, and they're doing that that Indian dance to um, yeah yeah because <laughs> they're not, uh, they're, I not take... any, they're not saying anything in Indian like they're they're literally just like mimicking like noises and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a bit. I want to take you back to the Silas episode and see if you notice what was written on the chalkboard. Mm. No, I don't think I do. I do not have dip. Diplomatic immunity. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't know if that's just a straight up lethal weapon reference or if they're making a joke about the Asian flu that's to come, as called in the episode. That's not me naming it out. The, no, um, the, the Osaka I, flu. I enjoyed it either way. <laughs> I also like the fact that they've, they've got like um, Godzilla with like a ice pack on his head. That's the, the, the news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, uh, no, I think it would be a little. There's weapon. a there's a North Haverbrook sign later on too. Ooh, yeah, I do like another, that. another little throwback. Or throw forward. No, no, throwback. Yeah, North Haverbrook. Yeah, yeah, like um, yeah, I I do like the fact that they reuse. That's another thing that comes up in like later in the episodes, like with like the geography, like it just gets a bit sort of muddled up and and muddied and stuff like that. But like there was a while there where they sort of had like these. Like they obviously had Shelbyville and stuff like that around, but like, yeah, I, I kind of it was like a living, living, breathing sort of um, uh, destination in America somewhere. Um, but nowadays, it's like they're like, oh, apparently we've got every single climate setting that you can have <laughs> in the world in happening in, in in Springfield. But yeah. I think their issue, and I feel like it's been mentioned before, like someone's come out and said that they didn't really keep track of anything they were doing. So when they had a lot of the same sort of writers or in the first few years, it was easy to carry on storylines and plots and like similarities. And then as it went on and on, no one kept note or track of what they'd said in the past. Which is why so I love... nothing Fe- synced up anymore. Which is why I love Futurama so much because you had David, David S. Cohen was the um, showrunner on that. And he did make sure that everything, like, I mean, they had references to their to a season three episode in their first episode, like Nibbler and all that. Um, no, it was season four. Like, that's why I love Futurama so much because it was so intertwined, and there was so many little Easter eggs and so many little nods to stuff that hadn't happened yet. And then, like, you're like, oh, like you know, you see Leela's parents in the background, like before you actually meet them per se, and yeah. Um, Futurama is, is is sort of picked up where the Simpsons left off in smart animation series. So, yeah. Futurama um, doesn't have its own podcast episode, though. Futurama will. <laughs> uh, I still haven't finished. I, I I do. I must admit that I was not. I didn't get into the. Um, the later seasons of Futurama, like I haven't seen a lot of them, so I'm not sure if it, it, it keeps it up. But um, definitely the first four seasons in some of those movies were were, were quite good. Yes. Um, so moving on, and I think this is the last episode of season four. Krusty gets cancelled with your friends, Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> so you want ventriloquism, do you? All right, watch this. Hello, Alphonse. I've got a riddle for you. Why is a raven like a writing desk? I don't know. Why is a... Hey, that dummy can't hurt you. He's not even alive. He's dead. But which guitarist is in there? It's, that's Frushanti. We'll never know. It's Frushanti. It? Whether, whether it's not, I don't know whether him actually doing the voice, but like it looks heaps like him. No, because I don't think he ever speaks. Yeah, he does. He does in the, in the dressing room. Does he? Says he? Some, he says something. Because um, I think we haven't said Because he definitely nothing. wasn't a part of the band at the time. Um, yeah, no, nah, definitely. Yeah, so I know. But this, this would have been made the year before, though. So... Um. Yeah. Uh, but I I do like um. We love Chili Willy <laughs> quite a lot. <laughs> this is this is a bit of a classic. Like yeah, when it comes to quoting Chili Willy, um, you it's can quite call a... me Ray. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's quite a good last episode of a season too, because like it it could cause, I mean I don't think they were in any fear of um being cancelled or anything like, that, but like. 
it has a nice sort of wrapped up feeling. Um, like it's it, like the whole episode sort of ends on a nice note. Like Krusty sort of gets back um back on top, and um, man, I do love it when he's like <laughs> he's seen, he's been drinking milkshakes and he's just like humongous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, and they get him back into shape within like a week yeah yeah um yeah the uh but i, I really like the um uh like they get like a bunch of celebrities sort of thing it does feel like a very much a finale of, of something and um yeah so I, I do like that um i mean it's it's fine like i don't think it's like um i mean i <laughs> I I I I found out what SOB means um, by watching this one. Like I had to ask my brother. But, Same, yeah. <laughs> um, Gabo was uh, was great, and like I think, kind of a um, kind of like a, a veiled um, sort of satire of Fox and lots of stuff at the time because like the the ad campaign where they're just basically they're not giving anything away. They just go they go Gabo Gabo Gabo, and then like not giving any other information was something that was pretty big in the 90s. It was like, I remember like the amount of TV promos we got and it's like, and it was, it was good. Like you're like, oh, I want to know what that is. And it usually turned out to be crap, but like <laughs> it worked. Oh, but the excitement leading up to it was was more than enough to do you remember a show satisfy called, you. Like, do you remember a show called American Gothic? With uh, No. It, it had um Bill Lundberg <laughs> as this like, He's um he played a sheriff called Sheriff Burke, um and it was about this um this like creepy town. I reckon your partner would know about it. Um, it was about this creepy town. There's like all these supernatural things happening. Um, but the promo would um actually it would, it would actually interrupt the show or the ads you were watching. Like it didn't have any control over it, and they would say American Gothic's coming, and it would go it would go back to your show, and it's like oh. That's that's effective. Like, I mean, that was yeah. At, at the time, I was like, that's that's amazing. Um, pretty good show. Still holds holds up too. Um, Is that Bill Lumberg from Office Space? Bill Lumberg? Yeah, yeah. I, I I should know his name, but I can't remember his name at the moment. No, Bill Lumberg's his name. <laughs> um, Hugh Hefner's in this episode. Elizabeth Taylor. Um, I do like. <laughs> I do like Bart. I mean, as much as this messed up but Bart dressed up as um Hugh Hefner and, and has his little um bubble pipe. <laughs> yeah. Um but it's also kind of weird that like uh he's showing a ten year old boy around the Playboy mansion. <laughs> I mean there's no nudie people. That's you know no. we got the Oh man, when Luke Perry gets shot through the can <laughs> <laughs> face my valuable face <laughs> Um, isn't his is his, his half brother or something like that? Yeah, it's, um... yeah. This was this is highly quoted as a child growing up. This is yeah. There's a lot of hits in yep. this episode. So that's I season four. Um, and what we might do is we might just take a little break and then we'll come back with um, uh, the rest of the ninety three episodes and then also our top fives. Uh, so we'll see you in a sec. So welcome back. We are now into season five, and um, uh, this is—I remember this being the season that basically it, it had me. I was—I love this season. I think this is the best season of The Simpsons. Um, I, I had you at hello. I remember that, um, and this is this is one of the reasons why. So, 
um, we used to have a we uh, a summer vacation, like our summer vacation, we'd go down to York Peninsula with my whole family, and uh, it just so happened that I'm not sure what year this was because usually we were about a year behind the Simpsons or whatever. Um, but yeah, we um, home the the first episode, these first two episodes aired while we were away on vacation, so we didn't actually watch them, and I had to get someone to tape them for me. So when I got home, I had two brand spanking new episodes of The Simpsons waiting for me and i remember watching them over and over again and that is homer's barbershop quartet and um um, i believe in australia rosebud was actually second but we'll go by Uh the order we'll go by the order of um of of what it's it's like on imdb homer's barbershop barbershop quartet um and a one and a two and a three boom 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 baby Give me one of those. Wait a minute. There's nothing in here about the B-sharps. Come back here. <laughs> it's been done. Fantastic episode. I love the swap meet at the start. Um, I love Mayor Quimby's. I need a drink and a shower. Um, um, it's just, this is... Um, the, the whole Beatles reference, like, I mean, this is just like, I mean, it, this is the power that they had. They could essentially make and get a Beatle, a surviving Beatle to be, to be in the episode and do this parody of like one of the world's most famous bands ever. And everyone was just like, yep, you're allowed to do that. You'll treat it with respect. Go and for then it. have so much other random stuff within the episode, like an episode where you're ripping off and like paying homage to the Beatles at that time shouldn't have needed anymore like a random swap meet and methuselah rookie card <laughs> and lucille ball and also, oh, and, also and also hello human fly here <laughs> <laughs> um this is it's, it's and the thing is um at this is at a time um where the beatles probably weren't they weren't um i mean they were still being played on radio probably and like you know obviously all the all three surviving members were doing their own projects but like it's kind of like Star Wars wasn't a big thing at that time. Like, you know, there was that, there was that sort of period between, um, you know, sort of 88, 89 and like 95, 96 where like it, what, there was other stuff going on and, and like the stuff that we sort of see day to day now, like, I mean, um, I see Beatles references all the time, usually because of like the get back that just, just uh, happened on Disney. But like this Star Wars, like everywhere you see now. There were, so there do were, you think, is it, is it possible that because there was like a Beatles resurgence in the late nineties? Do you think this like was a drop in the ocean that started the wave oh, for the Beatles taking over again? Definitely, definitely. Like g- getting a bunch of people who like and like this is a, this is probably coming for a generation of people like for, like I was like eleven at the time. We knew the Beatles because our parents played them and we heard them in the car and lots of stuff. But like then to have your pop culture and their pop culture like two worlds colliding and then you seeing and then you're like wanting to know what the significance i remember my dad loved this episode because he could basically then like tell me all the stuff all the all the references to the beatles like i didn't know about them playing on a rooftop 
and dad like oh yeah you know that's that's they, they did that like he he it was it was actually a quite a good bonding experience for me and him because he was my touchstone for Beatles and then he could say like well this is this is why this is funny and um like all those quotes that um Homer was doing which is um you know I hope we pass the audition like he told me like you know that's actually it was yeah it, it, it was it was it was and, uh, and the time that Paul McCartney threw his Grammy away and someone said hey don't throw your garbage down here. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I, I find this episode quite, um, quite memorable in that respect because it was, um, it was definitely something that we, we could both sort of relate on. Um, um, but yeah, uh, definitely, definitely up there with, with one of the best. Um, also, uh, I have to point out, I'm sorry, this is the beginning of reality fading away because... Mm. You have such an issue with me and my love of Armin Tanzarian and the fact that there's no continuity or reality in that episode. Like, season five is where that all starts to drift. Everything we were just talking about in season four of everything being connected somehow starts to come apart in season five. Yeah, because there's that whole thing at the end where they're going, they ask, they are, they're asking him the questions like, you know, how can we never heard this before? Like since when you could write a song and then like, he's like, Oh, that's just, a, that, that that's, <laughs> that's just, that's just a, um, that's a story for another day. And it's like, yep. Sweep that under the rug. Um, and I suppose I don't mind. I don't mind that as, as much as I like was quite strong about it, it like earlier, but like, I don't mind that. Um, when it doesn't deviate the course of the series, which Armin Tanzarian does. <laughs> oh, because you don't want a barbershop part two where Homer, you know, they delve back into this more. You, It's funny the first time, like the name B-Sharps. And yep. then it's funny the first time and then you move on to something different. You don't flog a horse in The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. Um, going on to the second one that was aired in America, um, Cape Fear. Uh, man. Oh, man. Tell you what, sir, from now on you'll be uh, Homer Thompson at Terror Lake. Let's just practice a bit, hmm? When I say, hello, Mr. Thompson, you'll say, hi, check. Hello, Mr. Thompson. Remember now, your name is Homer Thompson. I got you. Hello, Mr. Thompson. Oh, now, when I say, hello, Mr. Thompson, and press down on your foot, you smile and nod. No problem. Hello, Mr. Thompson. I think he's talking to you. <laughs> Talk uh, about flogging a horse. This is uh, this is gold. Um, I mean you, that in a good way. Of when yeah. Krusty's not Krusty, sorry, when Sideshow Bob is stepping on the rake, <laughs> and it goes on forever. And then also, and you it can still hear does the, not go on long enough. You can hear in the background. Um, when Homer, then when they cut back to Homer and that on the houseboat, you can still hear it in the background. Is one yep. of the best things ever. Um, you're putting, uh, you know, a tinge of like murder and horror and 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 crime into my Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, and also, one of my growing up, one of my favorite ever intros, and I could never remember what episode it was because, again. It had nothing to do with anything else that ever existed yeah. with um, Rainier Wolfcastle's own TV show. <laughs> and now, <laughs> so all the, <laughs> all all the issues. <laughs> and that bit, I think, is a 
positive, like everyone boos him when he says it. Yeah. Which I think now watching it, like, is is that a good thing? Are they saying you can't yeah. call someone gay just because? Like, are the Simpsons yeah. doing something good? Yeah, I'm confused, I think that I, I like it as a kid. I always see it as like they're they're just thinking he's just being like he's basically just being Jay Leno and just being like um, low hanging fruit sort of stuff, and it's just um, but like that whole setup is just um peak 90s talk show host like you know that was it was a conceivable <laughs> so yeah um but yeah uh sideshow bob um coming back and basically just yeah re- redoing cape fear as a simpsons episode um then also putting in um two musicals um into the show like you've got the um there's Gilbert and Sullivan, um, and then Sideshow Bob does one at the end, the HMS Pinafore, and it's like, who does that? Who 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 says, all right, for our second, so we've done our first episode of the season, and that's like basically an entire 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 Beatles rip. Now we want to do Cape Fear as a episode for a children's animated show, and we're going to put two 1940s musicals <laughs> in there too. Because you know that's that's what the kids want these days. Um, it's bold, but it worked because that stuff is so catchy and you've never heard it before, and it's hilarious and it sticks in your head. <laughs> I remember a few years after this, I think there was like an actual um, traveling um, show of the HMS Pinafore, and it had um, had John English from uh, All Together Now in it. And um, in the in the ad for it, I think there was a bit where he's like, and poor little Buttercup. And I'm like, all I can think of is The Simpsons. <laughs> and Sasha Bob with a mop on his head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. Uh, very. This, this one also reuses a lot of frames. I'm not going to complain, but yep. the, the budget must have been pretty tight on uh, any sort of background scenery. Um, but it's also got it's the Thompsons. It's also got the Thompsons, so... Um, that is amazing. Um, uh, we've got um, also uh, the weirdest ending to it where you find out that all of Springfield's police are at a brothel. All three of them yeah. are in their dressing gowns because, and they just happened because, oh, and you know what, for the, for the longest time, I'm going to reveal this now, I thought that a brothel at the time meant like some sort of waterway i don't know like i was like i didn't know what a brothel was and i was like and I, I, that doesn't explain why they're in um the dressing gowns but like i thought that like he's like oh it's a lucky thing you drifted past this brothel i thought it was like a, another name for like part of a river or something like that. <laughs> i mean that would make sense yeah to a, to a young to a, a, a child young, a young babe in the woods 11 year old who doesn't know what um a broader brothel is and, and shouldn't know what a brothel is um yeah. yeah um so moving on, on so back no you're not moving okay. on all right okay this episode i know we i just said the episode shouldn't have sequels but when sideshow bob is driving down the street saying who he's not going to kill <laughs> he says ned and maud flanders he does not say rod and todd <laughs> <laughs> i want to see him come back and kill rod and todd he also hasn't bothered to learn um, uh, Maggie's name. <laughs> he's like baby. Oh, I assume he's also going to kill Maggie. He's like little baby Simpson. 
Um, that could yeah, be anyone. That whole thing. That it's just it's such again bang bang bang. It's just like this like, um, you know, even the whole uh, parole. <laughs> No one who speaks German could ever be a bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, which is fair because the German are lovely people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Moving on to Homer goes to college. The watchdog of public safety. Is there any lower form of life? Oh, don't worry, sir. I rounded up our last gifted employees and led them into the basement. The uh, Homer, why are we down here? Oh, jeez. I told you, Bernie, to guard the bee. But why? Oh, you guys are pathetic. No wonder Smithers made me head bee guy. Uh, it's cutting away. Oh, we did bad. Holy shit. Okay, now let's put a time limit on this one now. Yeah. Colonel uh, <laughs> O'Brien uh, basically doing a, a college... Um, a college movie, a college like sort of frat house movie. Um, that's what Homer thinks college is going to be, and it's like he's just a sort of a fish out of water because it's like most of the people at college are PC. Like they have a they have parties without booze. Um, yeah, everyone's sort of very preppy and very a jock. I love the idea of someone spite the punch. I've called your parents, <laughs> but generally at college, like you live at the college. Yeah, like yeah. that's what most of those kids are doing. Um, I love the Dean. You can call me Bobby. Um, he used to be the bass player for the Pretenders. <laughs> um, just, oh man, it's it's just, oh my god, it's that lousy so Dean. Um, yeah, we won't, we won't sort of, we got to start powering through this because this is, this is getting long. Um, moving on to Rose, oh, we have to mention, we have to mention the B though in Homer Goes oh to College. My god, yeah, Homer because gets... to me, this episode doesn't go anywhere without. Homer and the bee, and is it is it Barney? It's not Barney. No, it's not Barney. It's just the guy's two, name. There's, there's two. Uh, Bernie. I told you, Bernie. Bernie. Together. Yes. And he's just these two. Ra- well, like, why? Does <laughs> get away? <laughs> um, <laughs> we did bad. I also like uh, Smith, uh, Burns in this episode is amazing. Um, where he's like, he actually says, "Well, very well. It's time for your bribe." <laughs> And and the mystery box? Oh man, the box, the box. Um, Yeah, uh, I mean the start of this, the start of this episode. How dare you disturb us during nap time at the plant? Yeah, yeah, uh, oh god, I could go on. Um, But we need to move on to Rosebud, which was uh, that's that was the other one that was on my um, my tape of uh, the first two episodes that aired in Australia. Um, 64 slices of American cheese. 64. 63. 2. 1. Have you been up all night eating cheese? I think I'm blind. <gasps> what? Good day to you. Man, uh, Citizen Kane, essentially. Um, <laughs> I've never seen it, so I'll take your word for it. Well, yeah. Um, I, look, Is George I, Burns in that? Yes. We had to watch it for uh, school. So, and then, like, <laughs> the teacher. Even you mean said, Citizen Kane, right? 
Yeah, yeah. So we, we watched Citizen yeah. Kane. This is this is this is in high school. So this is like ninety six, ninety seven. And the teacher had to say, "Is like, I need you to not reference the Simpsons in your report." And we're like, "Ah." <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so many weird deep cut references, like those guys at the start, or oh, we, or oh, we, or oh. it's from Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Um, There's a few Wizard of Oz mm. references. I think this season. Oh yeah, because he does it again with the monkeys. He's got the monkeys, yeah. Um, Homer's uh, Homer's comedy uh, bit about Mister Burns with his butt is amazing. Um, I also like just yelling at "Okay, stupid" as a joke. Yeah, "Okay, stupid." That's his humor. Um, I like how like um, everyone in Australia, um, not Tasmania, because Tasmania was not represented on that map. and I don't know. It was like a subtle dig at Australia. Just like I think we did, it. it I think we did a lot with stuff with candles. <laughs> I think we, I think we, we were we were kind of regarded as a country of like just these empty gestures that we used to do. I don't care if they were making fun of us as a child in Australia. Being referenced on The Simpsons was like you don't feel like a celebrity, but it's like holy shit, The Simpsons know that we exist. Like, we were basically on TV. This is incredible. <laughs> and the Simpsons knew the Ramones, too, because they were... <laughs> it's well, it's killed a hell, you old bastard. Um, <laughs> I think they liked this. <laughs> I remember, like, thinking that their their accents were really weird. I thought they were, like... The drummer sounded British. I don't know. And then I heard them talking, like, later, and I was, I was like, oh, no, they talk like that. That's kind of weird. Have you seen uh, the Loma memes recently as well? Loma? No. It's it's the greatest thing that's ever come from this episode. And there's a lot of good things that have come from this episode. But when Homer's in the recording studio, or dreaming about being in the recording studio, recording his album, yeah, there's a moment where his body squats down. And if you pause at the exact right moment, he's got, like, no torso. So it's just a tiny Homer with, like, head and legs. Really? And it's, it's just magical. Is it, I don't is know it how, so- why... The, yeah. I thought it was in the stamp. I... Oh, no. He's singing the, the song, of the burger song with oh, the Sesame Street. But... Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find it's... that and it's not. I'll find it for you. It's it's magical. It's pointless and it's weird, but it's magical. <laughs> okay, cool. That's all that matters. Um, Moving on to... Um... Sorry, I've all got his Luma now. Um, moving on to the... We got our Treehouse of Horror 4. So you like donuts, eh? Uh-huh. Well, have all the donuts in the world! <laughs> More. <laughs> You gotta do something. There's a gremlin on the side of the bus. Welcome. Come in. Fresh victims from my ever-growing army of the undead. Sir, you have to let go of the button. Oh, son of a bitch. Um, which is... It's significant. I, I believe this one... Um, and this is, this is how weird Australia was. I'm pretty sure this one... And the next one, when it first aired in Australia, was actually presented as one hour long episode. So it had um, it had these ones, and then I think it also had next season's um, 
uh, Treehouse of Horror sort of like added on to it as well. Um, That's a bit of a rip off. What happens when you, then you miss out the following year? Well, because then I was, I was also wondering, like, oh man, the way that like um, stuff aired in Australia was just so stupid sometimes. But um, I mean, not I mean, referencing Family Guy, um, all our episodes are kind of all like weirdly released on DVD. Like our seasons don't con- like concur with their seasons. Sort of thing. It's like it's just weird. Um, but yeah, so this one had like the um, had Bart. Uh, as the wraparound, he was like sort of presenting these three um, tales. But then the next one, I think, which is also had The Shining, didn't have Bart on it. And I always found that weird because I thought like, and that's why I remember like them all being in, in one, like a one hour long special. Um, oh, yeah. So in the first one, Homer sells the soul for a donut. Then um, this Bartman, Bart's got a gremlin on the bus, like the gremlin on the buses. And I love that one so much. And um, Mr. Burns is. Uh, <laughs> It's Dracula. It's amazing. Um, when he's at the door and he almost says "son of a bitch" yeah, in the intercom. A, um, I love how dirty, um, dirty Homer's neck is. <laughs> <laughs> oh and God. super fun happy slide becoming just a catchphrase oh, for man. life because it it just runs off the tongue so nicely. We, I think I've we we probably said that sometime in the last like couple of months at some point. Um. It's just, but no, nothing tops donuts. That was <laughs> since, like, throughout my entire life, him eating all the donuts in the world has been one of my favorite scenes ever <laughs> ever happen. And just when the devil, well, not the devil, like the guy asks him, he's like, "So you like donuts?" And he just goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> "Yeah." <laughs> he's so calm about it. It's like, "Yeah, yeah, I do, yeah, I do." Yeah. Um, I love how um, uh, Flanders. Isn't Flanders the devil in this one? Yes. Yeah. Um, it's just, I don't know, like, um, these Treehouse of Horrors are so good. Um, and I think uh, they do start to dip in quality. I remember, like, um, they stopped doing the tombstones, I think, after the last one. And, like, I believe like these ones were hard for the writers to sort of make. I don't know, like um, just from listening to audio commentaries, but like, yeah, um, these ones in particular are the ones. I mean, I can't wait till we get to the sh- the shinning because the shinning's like one of my favorite. Well, again, one of my favorite films ever. Then Simpsonized, it's just amazing. So, but we'll get to that. Did next you episode. notice any of the credits at the start? What their names were? Oh, is that when they sort of they put like little sort of plays on their names? Yes. Yeah, so- I was too lazy to go back, but Laura said that Conan O'Brien's was Conan, watch NBC O'Brien. Oh, because he would have already got the late <laughs> night. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and probably had no viewers. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, so getting on to Marginal Lamb, um, I mean... Look, Marge, there's no reason for you to get dragged into this. Once we lose the cops, I'll let you out. Well, I don't think they're going to be that easy to lose. I mean, these are professional lawmen, and... Oh my god, it just disappeared! It's a ghost car! There are ghost cars all over these highways, you know. Hold me. Only if you hold me. <laughs> Looking at now, like, a lot of these are just, like, straight movie ripoffs. Like, this is Thelma and Louise. Um, but I do like. Uh, Marge and I do like we don't get a lot of Marge episodes and this one's a Marge episode where she she 
she doesn't go all out like uh like Thelma does in, in the movie. But like she she does stand up for herself and she does um she is her own, she she makes her own choices and I, I kinda like that. I kinda like that um she's it's is it, i mean homer's whole thing about not letting not wanting to let her out to have a night to herself is just so on brand for him in these last few seasons i was gonna say it is classic i haven't mentioned it in any of these yet because he's still a terrible father and a terrible husband throughout all of these episodes hmm. but this is the one episode where i think they've ripped off from the movie again because he's actually aside from that he's pretty decent like he's a caring good person for the most part in this he's just a bit selfish and unsure he also leaves his kid with a lawyer who's going through their trash (laughs) but he's a lawyer he's got to be trustworthy (laughs) best part of this episode and i laughed um i laughed so loud that um my my children were like it's not that funny but i just i totally forgot about the card (laughs) <laughs> that Homer has always to the opposite of what Bart says. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's just no explanation for it whatsoever, <laughs> and he's like, "Don't give that card to me." <laughs> you. Yeah. Uh, I love that's. Ah, oh, it's so good. Just um, you know, um, Lionel and that, that's the highlight of of when that's not his main episode. Like when he becomes the B character, those yeah. little moments are made so much better. When he goes up to the weather vane. <laughs> or when he thinks back to the weather and he's like, I smashed it good. You got real pretty hair. <laughs> um, I also like the fact that he knew that he was in a lesbian bar and they could have made like a really low hanging fruit joke there too. And he's just like, Yeah. He's just, uh, he's worried about their safety. <laughs> oh, but don't worry because later Chief Wiggum says, Just get yourself one of those inflatable women. Oh, man. But make, sh- make sure it's a woman. Yeah. Because one time I. Mm. <laughs> oh, God. Mm. <laughs> Um, yeah, cause you, w- you wouldn't want that. Um, I, there's a, <laughs> um, when they're doing the description on the radio and Homer dreams of what, <laughs> dreams of what they're talking yeah. about. Oh my, um, and the thing is, um, I, for some reason, freak. for someone that, for some reason that was always cut off on my VHS, like growing up, like it was just, for some reason they just came back from the ads too slow. So all I ever saw was like the card bumping and then like I see like a brief little glimpse of what he was dreaming about, but it just turns into Marge. So when I got the DVD and I found like, so I saw the whole thing. I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> um, it's just so, so, so him. Um, moving on to Bart's inner child. Um, I don't know. We can all learn a lot from this young man here. This, this. Rudiger. Rudiger. And if we can all be more like little Rudiger... His name is Bart. His name isn't important. What's important here is that this lad has fully developed ego integrity with well-defined boundaries. (laughs) Be like the boy. Be like boy. Be like boy. Just the lady. Now, the seniors in the back. We like Roy! We like Roy! This one out of the season five, I think, is one of its weakest ones. Um, I don't know why. Um, I just don't... I didn't I didn't like it as much on the, on, on, on the watch through that I, I did. I am shocked. This, really? As annoying as parts of it are, 
it's just him being called Rudiger. <laughs> I mean, seems like important. <laughs> <laughs> there's, I think, uh, overall, it's it's not a great episode, and it has its annoying parts, and it kind of feeds into. I think it's them realizing their popularity and how they were getting quoted a lot and they're in pop culture now. And this seems to just be a look at what the Simpsons actually was in reality and how overdone it was and just not that fun. But for all just little moments and lines in it and even watching it now, Homer and Marge have that conversation at the start and everyone thinks they're going to like have a fight and Homer's really in for it. Yeah. Do you remember this? Their conversation does not resolve any issue. Is that he the just, one where they like, Homer, um... Is that what he's Homer like? eats all the brownies. Is that what he's like, and that sends me into a Shane spiral? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Like and it's I, just them back and forth saying, like, I hear what you're saying. That makes me feel this. Like, I hear that. But they don't you, actually resolve the issue. But if you ever look into that sort of self-help shit, like, that's what it is. It's like that whole thing of, like... They, they, this is how they sort of make their money. Like they sort of, it's kind of obvious, but there's no real answers there. Like they just sort of like use all these buzzwords. Um, like when he said like a Shane spiral and it's like, I hear you and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, yeah, but is actually, is it actually helping you? Or is it actually like going to use these, are you actually going to use these tools? And it's like, that's what the self-help, these self-help gurus like kind of prey on is it's like, we'll make yep. it sound real smart, but it's actually not smart at all. Um, having said that, we like Roy is <laughs> is amazing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, I, I do enjoy. I don't think it was intentional, but a poo skateboarding. So you've stolen this person's culture and made fun of them, and now this person is coming and stealing your culture. <laughs> I don't think it's deliberate, but I do somewhat enjoy the poetic justice. Yeah, I like uh, Mo. Um, <laughs> he's like a little Italian child inside of himself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, it just didn't, uh, I don't know. I found it a little bit annoying. I don't know. It is a bit annoying, but it has its moments that I, I think are worthwhile. Uh, right moving, <laughs> moving on to Boy Scouts in the Hood. Um, don't do what Donnie don't does. They could have made this clear. No, they won't let you have any fun. Well, if it isn't the leader of the Wiener Patrol, boning up on his nerd lessons. Homer, you should be more supportive. You're right, Marge. Good work, boys. Mm. Egghead likes his bookie walk. Homer! Just tucking him in. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Oh man, I love this. Where do you episode. start? Oh man, it's just I can't one... believe it's actually Ernest Borgnine. I had no idea growing up that that was like a real person that was from things. Yep, yep. No, nah, he's definitely in that. There's a Friday the Thirteenth reference right at the end. There's a Deliverance um, uh, reference, like when they're like on their on their boats and stuff. Um, I like any any Flanders story. Um, the best ones obviously coming up when him and Homer are best friends. Um, that that episode is amazing. Um, but this one just... I remember Homer, I, I remember Homer's meanness got 
gets annoying to me in this one. Like he's actually, he's just a jerk for most of this episode. And, but like, I think, yeah. I think even, and this is like, I don't know, maybe, like, maybe even at a young age, I just wanted more. <laughs> I was just not satisfied, but like, I found it, um, distracting how mean he was to Flanders sometimes. I was like, I, I, I want to like this person like in other episodes, but like in this episode, he's like, in, he's, he's, unbelievably mean to this kid to this guy who's done nothing wrong (laughs) and it's hard watching it now because you can see that in real life people like Mm. there's a lot of guys out there that are that overbearing over controlling i know better but you don't always know but it's okay not to know better and know everything (laughs) yeah and it's like especially when you're wrong (laughs) it's just yeah um in this in this case um but yeah i just um but I do love uh, Flanders as the as the as the, as the Boy Scout leader. Um, what was his? Um... <laughs> You've achieved the rank of Pussy Willow. <laughs> oh man, that's the best. Um, and also, don't do what Donny don't does. <laughs> and like, as mean as Homer is in this at the start, when it's Egghead likes his bookie book. Oh man, just tucking him in. <laughs> that's it's yeah, pretty that... good. Again, yeah, it's um, and I used to do stuff like this all the time. Or throughout my schooling, is just join these ridiculous clubs in order to miss out on as much school as I could. Um, Until you saw an old man in a tiny tub, <laughs> stay above the equator. <laughs> That's actually also, I think my our second Jasper this season. Oh, yeah. I didn't mention the first one, but give me more Jasper. Oh, Jasper's yeah, give me all Jasper Let's you go. got. Um, Last Temptation of Homer. Um, Mindy, because of our uncontrollable attraction, I think we should avoid each other from now on. Max, what I did, I did because of alcohol and anger. I am tired of these jokes about my giant hand. The first such incident occurred in 1956 when... Hi, Homer. I I like this episode. Um, I I don't know... um, like Michelle Pfeiffer does the uh, the voice for um, uh, where's the candy? Mindy like, drives a Mindy, motorcycle. Mindy, not candy. Mindy, Mindy. Um, I just uh, I th- looking back at it now, um, you don't want them. You don't want Homer to go through with that, and you know he's not going to go through with it. But like, there's portions of this. I'm just like, if Marge knew exactly what you did, you'd still be in you'd be in trouble. <laughs> Like it's, it's yeah, still it's it's, it's yeah. a horrible premise. Yeah, um, it's just terrible, and he's not a good person. No, and I think um, in this one in particular, like it's kind of, I will say it's bold to basically um, have one of the most beloved couples on TV and sort of try and throw a wrench in it. Um, like that's kind of. You know, it's kind of bold to do, and like, I mean, the premise of the show, you know, it's you know, it's not gonna, um, you know, it's not gonna, he's not gonna go through with it, um, and it's it's, it's not. But then, why does thing. Colonel Clink fly him around and show him <laughs> that their lives apart would be so glorious? That's the thing. Like, I mean, and I think, and that runs through the, that runs through the series, um, quite a lot. Is like, uh did are they basically staying together for the kids? Um, and like, I yeah, think it's very that, weird. I think the answer is kind of yes, but like they make it work and maybe like that in itself is like 
the truth for their generation. Like there's like a lot of people probably in that same situation where like their high school sweethearts, they had kids and it's like, well, this is just what you do. Um, but I think... And I guess it's not as funny to show that if you hooked up with Mindy, it would be a fling, it wouldn't last and then you'd have nothing. That's yeah. not funny, but that's reality. We also meant to, uh, meant to mention in the monorail one, you see Laureen Lumpkin from the... Um, oh, yeah. She rocks up and she's not doing well. <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> Another life that Homer destroyed. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, yeah, this one, um, I, I, I do like... <laughs> I mean, the problem is there's a lot of great moments in it. Yeah, the guy going, this, I'll- is, your, this is your room for... Hubba, hubba. And Zutroy at the start, oh, who he looks like a puppet. He's yeah. very, very oddly drawn. He doesn't look real. He looks like just a sack at Zutroy one point. Zutroy is America's apple pie. Um, and the Brazilian. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's it's. There's, oh, the Brazilian soccer the, team. That the Brazilian the soccer plane team crashed. That, they crashed on his property. <laughs> it was a golden age. It was. Um, so going back and we've got now the last the last episode um, of 1993, which was the Springfield or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love Legalized Gambling. Hello, Florida. <gasps> I'm not a state. I'm a monster. <laughs> no, Lisa. The only monster here is the gambling monster that has enslaved your mother. I call him Gamblor, and it's time to snatch your mother from his neon claws. March, where are you? Damn this casino! Uh, this is when Burns opens the casino. The standout best thing of, I think this one is the entire season, and it's really, really horrible, but for some reason I, I crack up every time, is when... <laughs> Mr. Burns is remembering how he used to spend his days as a child and he's got a dodging car and he's just ramming into an Irishman <laughs> and the Irishman's like it's like it's like and the Irishman's like oh um and then he, it goes back to Mr. Burns and he's like what was I laughing about again? Do yes I could put Irishman <laughs> oh That's one of those jokes that you watch and you're like that's Conan O'Brien surely oh, that's definitely. Conan all over it oh man um, uh, yeah, I still love that bit to this day. Uh, that could have gone for so much longer. <laughs> just him laughing in certain situations. Um, Same with him uh, with... Uh, who is it? Is it Hemingway at the start? Who's the man? Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Why do I f- it's not Hemingway. It's someone like Hemingway. Yeah. Um, and he loses his glasses. And they're just standing oh, at no, Burns' um, office um, door. Uh, uh, um, Henry Kissinger. Kissinger, that's the one. Yeah. Close. <laughs> when they're just standing at his office door and no one's saying anything, and then Burns just groans and walks away. So he's like, mm-hmm. 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 and also he's like, oh, I know, I know, I must have dropped him in the toilet. <laughs> um, uh, and again, I... they they wrap that storyline up by having it on the news, saying that he walked into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love Mr. Burns basically turning into Howard Hughes um, just um, constantly staying awake he peeing into peeing into bottles and putting Kleenex boxes on his feet um, the spruce moose um, <laughs> I just it's it is so 
uh, insanely well done. Um, uh, and I, I think the Burns Casino did stick around for a bit too. Like, I mean, that's the thing is like this, this is one of the one, it's one of the, the only storylines I can think where like something that was built then um, crops up in other episodes as well. Um, not many, but like, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely. It's, it's a shame Bart's Casino doesn't rock up more because that was also a pretty good side plot. <laughs> Millhouse and his magic tricks. And Robert Goulet performing. Yeah. Vera said that? Vera said that. Um, I don't know how I feel about the Rain Man moment. Oh. Uh, obviously, uh, not an ideal film. No. Uh, modern, modern day and at its time, if if you're to be honest. I and have to admit, I like, cringed a lot in that bit. But are they... Is it a subtle hint that like Homer has a mental illness? Because, I mean, throughout these episodes, he's not well. <laughs> he's really not. Even, yeah. Like, Marge finally does something wrong, and he's just the biggest dick about it. Yeah. And lists off all the horrible things that he's done, but she's still worse for one thing. Yeah. I also like the fact that, like, his his go-to if... um the kids say that they've got a boogeyman is to like shoot randomly with a shotgun <laughs> in the house. I mean, that was pretty good though. <laughs> um, do you, have you, have you ever seen it? Like you've seen Rain Man before, yeah? Yeah. I quite liked it as a kid when I watched it, but I haven't seen it for a long time. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's a top, top five. It is, yeah. So let's get into the top five. Um, I know it's been a long road to get here, but um, you know, it's these are these these are this, as we said, this is golden age. Um, we know the people listening to this are the, the, the people who are going to care about it, so it's fine. Um, so let's start off with our with our number fives. Um, would you like me to go first this time? Uh, yes, I think it's fair. This okay. So my number five is really hard because I had I had three revolving ones and I'm going and you're not allowed to mention the two that miss out okay (laughs) I'm gonna have to go with Treehouse of Horror 4 ooh um one because I love the Treehouse I love I love um the the horror element um of of Tree of, of those of those episodes and two because um that again was just like a like and I, I mean obviously sort of on the back of the like that grouped in with the with the next one too but like they were just so well written and so well done and I just loved them so much I, I watched them over and over and um, yeah so I'm gonna have to I will mention the other two at the end of the top five um, but yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Treehouse of Horror four for um for that I, I'm also not gonna say initially what was it five. Uh, but I will say it changed three times during this episode. <laughs> um, but I'm going with Boy Scouts in a Hood. Hey, okay, cool. I'll dig it. Just partly nostalgia. Like, this was heavily watched growing up. Like, it, it seemed to be on a lot. Yeah. But there's just so many good moments to moments. There's so many references. I feel like this is where I first discovered what sporks were and how important they were to my life. <laughs> And the don't, word pussy willow. Don't hurt me. <laughs> um, 
uh cool yeah nah i mean it, it's a it's a decent episode um for sure um my number four and okay so this is another one was like if you'd asked me this six months ago i might have had a completely different four and five at least maybe three four and five but um it re-watching it this time i love selma's choice i loved it oh i yeah. really I liked um, I liked Lisa and Bart's story at um, at, at uh, Duffland. Um, we didn't really touch on Lisa drinking the water and um, becoming like completely high. And, um, and I'm not a doctor. I'm the Liz- oh man, I'm not a doctor. Um, and I liked there's a there's a there's a sweet moment near the end where um, Selma asks Homer. How does he do it? And it's like, and, he's, and he thinks he thinks he's talking about the the toga that he's made out of a bedsheet. Um, <laughs> but like, he even I think he even goes forward and actually holds her hand. And because she's realised that she can't, she doesn't want to have kids, or it's it's really hard to have kids. And it's a sweet moment because those two usually hate each other so much, and the fact that she like could break through that and said like, and ask him like, you know, and obviously like respects him as a as a father, and says like, you know, how do you do this? Um, you know it's not a sweet moment is the advertisement that says put your sperm in our hands <laughs> yeah. all I got now is sperm in a cup <laughs> a salty mm, moment mm, mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's my number four is, is someone's choice might not have been uh, I, like a few months ago but there's now yeah I, w- I would not have picked that in your top five at all mm. Um, my number four, I'm renaming because the title is too long and I've always just known this episode as Gambler. Oh, Gambler. <laughs> <laughs> yep, fair enough. Um, this as, is- as problematic as it can be, uh, it's, there's just too many great moments in it. Home yep. is just too good. I, um, oh, when he's like, <laughs> when he's just talking gibberish, like, you gotta blah, blah, blah. <laughs> You're a good afraidarada. <laughs> um, I uh, I also like how Otto can just punch out a um, a world heavyweight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's tough. And Lisa is Florida. Oh man. Ralph I'm is I- Idaho. I'm Idaho. Uh, yeah, it's course you are. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's good. I mean, I remember I watched this one with um with my eldest. And when they decide to do it and like the entire t- town just turns into like a sleazy sort of, you know, it's sort of everyone's like drinking in the streets and like making yeah. out and stuff like that. And he, he kind of looked at me as like, what's that all about? And I'm like, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. It's Yeah, I, I, I still don't know. I found it very confusing as a child. And even then I was like, they're all just partying and celebrating because there's going to be a casino. Yeah. Oh, we also okay. forgot. Freshen your drink, governor. Uh. <laughs> Get um out. <laughs> uh so my number three is Kate oh, Fear. Exciting. Oh, only three. Yeah. Kate right. Fear is up there. The the rakes, um not the elephants. Um and also <laughs> uh just the fact that you know you've got Kelsey Gummer back as Sideshow Bob. Um I love a good Sideshow Bob Sideshow Bob episode. I know they start to get a little bit meh. But um, we've still got quite a few to go. Um, one of my favorite episodes of all time is coming up as, as a Sideshow Bob episode. Um, Use a pen, Sideshow Bob. <laughs> um, and I just, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, 
it's good stuff. Uh, what's your number three? Uh, I mean, I have decided, but every now and then I still question. But uh, I've during this, so my number five got changed out a lot. Um, my top three have moved around a couple of times, but I think I'm gonna sit with Homer Goes to College as your number three. As my number three, it's. I mean, my top three. Uh, any day they can all switch around, but I didn't have the same fun connection. Like the Homer Goes to College has a lot of great moments in it, but I never. I think because everyone else loved it so much as a yeah. kid, it pushed me away from it a little bit. I can understand that. Yeah, and I've never fully come back to it. Like it's it's amazing. Like the Dean, that sounds like a pig fainting. <laughs> the bee, the box. Roll up with a cup and throw off a bridge. (laughs) There's so much great stuff to it, but uh, I also think the nerds bring it down a notch because they're nerds and they're a bit annoying. Um, They all have nosebleeds. Uh, (laughs) Well, my number two is Marge versus the Monorail. Oh, back to season four. Yeah, um, that was was one of my earliest moments of... um, of Simpsons for me, like this, I always remember. Like we watched, the, me and my brother watched that one all the time. It's just to me, it's like a near perfect episode. Um, I love all the references. Like I love uh, uh, Lyle Langley. Like um, uh, I love the, <laughs> the love the song that they do in the um, in the town meeting. Um, the ring came off my pudding can. Um, the scientist. Just, Oh, the scientist is like, <laughs> I shouldn't have stopped for that haircut. Um, oh my God, it's just it, it's just perfect. And I love, I, I this time around, um, like trying to pick out a new thing, I loved how dystopian um, the other towns were after the monorail. Like they were just like these like, <laughs> they were just these like desolated cities that like you know were once great but then this monorail just completely destroyed them and it's just yeah it's i loved it well i mean i'm imagining that that monorail crashed and killed a lot of people paul so it's uh yeah i don't know not very funny is it is it i found it funny is it (laughs) well not funny i just found i found it effective i just found it like it's yeah um so what is your number two uh i'm gonna tailgate you a little bit here with cape fear Ooh, yep yeah um it like i said could have been one could have been three sideshow bob it's i don't know having not seen cape fear until recently (laughs) all these references were just like absolute gold to me because i did not know they're ripping anything off like him harnessed under the car they do the exact same music as well i mean the fact that they got the same music is just amazing yeah that's insane (laughs) They didn't even go for like a satirical thing. It's like, no, nah, we're going to get the exact same music as um, as Cape Fear. So, oh, and um, Santa's little helper tied up outside, who <laughs> somehow survives. <laughs> he was surely going to die. Oh, and um, but do you want to see my new chainsaw hockey mask? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that yeah. brings us to our number ones. Um, this one, um, can you guess what it's going to be? Uh, I'm pretty confident that they're not the same. Okay. Well, no, it's not the same. But... You've, you've, already, you've already said mine, so. Oh. Yeah, mine is, uh... mine is Homer oh, Goes yeah. to College. Yeah, I, I should have guessed that from before this even begun. It was always going to be that. I have a... Um... Uh, mine... 
Oh, just just before you have yours, I have this like, uh, you know, one of those cringe mem- memories, um, like of your childhood, where like you remember the look on someone's face, um, and they're like, <laughs> you know, when you you really enjoying something, and then you look over and you see someone's face, and they're like, oh, they're not enjoying this at all, <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of just sticks with you. I don't know, maybe it's just me. Um, I was in, I was in a car with my friend at the time, and his, his dad went into. Uh, I think you got petrol and it's just me and him. And I just started quoting like line for line from the episode. And I looked over and I, I, I can still look at like the, the eye roll of just like, will this guy please shut up <laughs> and stop <laughs> quoting this. And, stop, and this doesn't, this doesn't sully the, the memory, the, the memory of the episode for me. Cause I still love it. And I like, yeah, it's, it's actually on him. He should have been joining me and quoting it. Cause it's amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, listen, there's some parts of this one I'm just like all I can remember is 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 his like of of this this eye roll and then all this like this this like three ten mile stare of just like oh god I gotta listen to this guy <laughs> um, but yeah apart from that um, I love everything about this um, it's just it's always stuck with me as as my favorite um, it's it's a perfect episode. Um, it's just, it's crazy enough in all the right places. It's like, it's sweet in some places too. Um, the ending is like a little bit good, but I mean, I mean a little bit like, um, sort of, I don't know, like a bit rushed, but I also like the freeze frame, um, sort of uh, thing as well. So yeah, that's, uh, that, that is my number one. It's when we go to college. Yeah. There's a pretty good segue here because one of my notes for my number one was the eye rolling. I don't know if that gives you any clues or not, but um, I didn't mention before. There's a lot of eye rolling in this episode, which is oh, very, is very it, odd. Is it? Um, is it the one with the dental plan? No, it's barbershop quartet. Ah, cool. Yeah, uh, I'd never ever noticed it until we recently rewatched it that the kids like roll their eyes at Homer quite often, <clears throat> which they should. Um, yeah. yeah, this one, this I think I that was one of the ones that could have been number five for me. Um, also, I, um, I love Lisa was up there too because I really liked. Um, I used to really like the episode. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, Barbershop Quartet. Um, like I said before, like yeah, like special episode for me because it's, it's really stands out as like, and I think like it was the kind of like, the start of a bit of a new generation of writers and stuff for the Simpsons. And I, I, I kind of liked where they were going. And although we mentioned like having musical numbers, we did not give any kudos to baby on board. Yeah. That song is amazing. I don't know what they've ripped off to write that song, but it's a great song. Yeah. I, I remember them. They got the, there's a barbershop quartet that, um, that was at Disneyland and they used them as the, um, I think they're like the Dapper Dons or something like that. And they, um, I don't know whether they wrote the actual, I mean, I think that when they performed it, but I think the, the, the writers still like, wrote the, um, wrote the song. Uh, but I, yeah. Um, just that rise and fall of fame. Um, the fact that Wiggum can't join. <laughs> and he's left. And then just knowing that they're not hot and that's just the end of it. When a magazine says you're done, like, okay, I guess we're done. Yeah, it's and so it's like, simple. It, and it basically, and then you realize that it's taken, it's it's all taken place over like one summer. 
because <laughs> yeah, like they've released multiple albums <laughs> yeah um it's just yeah uh yeah I, I i agree with it i agree with you your top five is 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 approved <laughs> oh thank you uh yeah ditto yeah and my my messy outs were um you'll be disappointed bart's inner child was one of them that okay. came and went yep mostly for rudiger because i just love the word rudiger and how sassy Bart is at the start of the episode. Yeah. Treehouse almost stuck around, but I feel like, especially in the Gremlin episode, but the other ones, I'm waiting. As good as moments are and the jokes are, I'm kind of waiting for the next one. Okay, yeah. Except for the donut part, because, you know. And I feel like the Treehouse one is kind of trapped between... It could be a season three episode to me. Okay. Yep. It doesn't feel like season five. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's all right. But and what was the other yeah, one? Mon- monorail was monorail. I feel like it should have been in there, but uh, season five is just better. Monorail is the best episode of season four. I'll give it that. Yeah, and I think the and I, I think, wanted it in my five, but I think I had more it. season four episodes than, than what you did, and I was like, I think that's just um, it could be like an age thing. Like it's just um, I I do think um they lose a bit of their sentimentality um, in from like going forward for season five, season six. Like I do think that there was like a, a niceness like that, that, like at the end of the episode, like, you know, like Lisa and Ralph sort of on the swing skiller. Um, I think they lose a lot of that sort of um, sort of sentimentality, maybe for the best. I'm not sure, but like, um, and I, I could be, could be proved wrong, but I, I, I think there's a few moments. Um, I used to, I think I mentioned on the episode that we covered it on when Bart, Bart gets a D instead of an F. Yeah. I remember getting choked up in that episode. Cause like, you know, it's like, they, they made you feel like so, so strongly for him sort of thing. I think they lose a little bit of that going forward now. I think, I think that, that, that sort of part's been taken over by a sort of more zany comedy. I don't disagree, but I can prove you wrong with uh, the temptation, because at the very end, Homer and Marge are in the hotel room together. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. he's still done something horrible, but it does circle around to you know he's doing the right thing. He's yeah. loving his wife, taking her away. Yeah, yeah, but it's still gross and fucked up. <laughs> cool. Well, that that brings us to the end of our Simpsons uh, ranking and, and going through the episodes of this, of this, um, this year of 1993. Um, I can't wait till 1994 because this, that's more like, you know, that's season five and six. Um, I don't want to be one of those people who like, don't like to watch it after season 10, but having, having watched more, more and more episodes, cause my kids are watching at the moment. There's a, there's a definite dip. <laughs> In, in a lot of things um uh, after a certain point but um season 10 that starts in 98 or 99 season 10 98 yeah about 98 99 yeah um yeah i'm, I'm sad we'll have to cover that but you know <laughs> only briefly um, i still think season 11's got some really really decent episodes in it but we'll we'll get there um but if you want to get in contact with us it's uh, living the past pod at gmail.com uh you can check us out on instagram especially this week because there'll be a bunch of uh simpsons stuff going up keep um, an eye out for loma <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll keep an eye out for loma um and uh yeah uh it, maybe let us know what your top five would be um just to send us an email or 
respond to us on our Instagram posts. Um, and let yeah. us know whose top five was better out of Paul and I. Yeah, and it's mine, but it's fine. Um, and mm. then, <laughs> uh, so yeah. Um, until next time, uh, we will see you later. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you once again for listening to Living in the Past. Got some awesome people to thank at the end of the show here. Andrew Golding does our music for us. You can check out his stuff at www.antigold.bandcamp.com. Rebecca Sheedy, she does our artwork. You can check out her stuff on Instagram at mildscribbling. Send us an email at livingthepastpod at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram. You can check out letterbox.com following PD Lumsden and check out the movies that we've been talking about this season. You can check out the music we've been talking about on the podcast by going to Spotify and searching Living in the Past podcast and then the month that you want to check out. Want to help us grow the show? Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or tell your neighbor, tell your friend, tell your mother. It all helps. And until next time, as we always say, sit back, look back and relax. Thanks. Thanks.